from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Office of Extramural Research. I'm here today with Dr. Kathy Cooper from the Center of Scientific Review here at NIH, here to talk about how to use the assignment request form. Kathy, could you start by giving us a quick overview of how your Office of Receipt and Referral at the Center of Scientific Review assigns applications when they come into NIH? Sure. So when they come in the door, the first thing we do is look at the science, and we match the science with one of the institutes or center. We will consider that for funding, and we also match it with one of several hundred review groups who will take the application to review. NIH introduced a new referral form for applications submitted for due dates of May 25th, 2016 and beyond. Can you tell me a little bit about the origin of this new referral form? Sure. So historically, applicants would include a cover letter with their application. And in the cover letter, they'd include things like requests for assignment to a specific institute or center or a specific review group. You know, we've taken cover letters very seriously. We'd like to honor these requests whenever possible, but sometimes it's been very difficult because cover letters are frequently lengthy narratives about the science or the impact of the work that they plan to do with a request perhaps buried somewhere on page two. During peak periods of application submission, when we're processing hundreds of applications a day, that makes it very easy to miss the requests. So we asked ourselves, how can we do a better job of this? And the assignment request form was born. Ah, so that makes sense. So the benefit to NIH is, and to the applicant, is a speedier assignment. To and more accurate and more likely to honor the requests. Even better. Yeah. What specific information are you asking applicants to include on that assignment request form? So we capture five different kinds of information. They were all on the previous cover letter, but now in this assignment request form, they're easier to see. So we're looking for requests to assign to a specific institute or center or not to assign to a specific institute or center, requests to assign to a specific review group or not. We ask anyone who has a conflict with someone who might be reviewing their application to identify that person and briefly describe the nature of the problem so that we can determine whether it's a conflict or not. And then we have a few fields at the bottom where they can put in some keywords to indicate what kind of expertise might be needed to review their application. So what's that leave for the cover letter? Well, we do have quite a few things that are still important for the cover letter. For instance, if the application is being submitted late, sometimes because of review service or illness or a major disaster, they need to put that in the cover letter. They need to put things in the cover letter like the intention to submit a video, the intention to generate genomic data that falls under the genomic data sharing policy, and a few other administrative things. Just to be clear... The new referral form and the cover letter, they're both optional? Correct. They're both optional. The referral form is never required. The cover letter might be required, and that depends on what we need to read in the cover letter. If the application is late, we need to see the reason for the late submission in the cover letter. If there's plans to submit a video 
as part of this application, that needs to be discussed in the cover letter. If there is data that's going to be generated from the study that falls under our genomic data sharing policy, that needs to be identified in the letter. So if one of those circumstances or a few other things that are described in the application guide are needed for description in the cover letter, then the cover letter should be included. Otherwise, it doesn't need to be included. That's helpful. So if a referral form is optional, under what circumstances would an applicant want to request a specific institute or review group assignment? So if they have a history with a specific institute where they've been funded by them in the past, if they've been having productive conversations with a program officer from an institute where they feel that they would have a good likelihood of being funded by that institute, certainly they would want to request assignment to that institute. Similarly, if they've had good experiences with a study section or they've looked at the roster and they've seen expertise that they feel is appropriate for review of their application or even if they've had a bad experience in a study section and they don't want to be assigned to that study section, all of those requests can be captured with a new form. Is there any detriment to requesting study sections? None at all. It's perfectly fine. A significant portion of our applicants do have a request for either an IC or a study section, and uh, they're generally well-informed, and we do our best to honor them when we can. So how would an applicant then identify which institute or center or which review group would be appropriate to request based on their application if they don't have a history? Well, there's some resources out there that people can use. Um, I've personally found that um, NIH Reporter, is a very good site to use because you can um, search through a database of funded grants and look to see where science similar to your own has been funded and reviewed, and so I think that's very helpful. CSR is developing its own tool for its own set of databases that's going to be rolled out fairly soon. Um, It operates very similarly to Matchmaker on the reporter site where you put this abstract or specific aims in the tool, and it will return a list of study sections that might be appropriate for further examination. Um, And so those would be a couple of resources. The CSR website has a detailed listing of the referral guidelines for all of the CSR study sections. And since about 70% of the applications submitted to the NIH are referred at CSR, it's a good likelihood that someone might be reviewed at CSR and find that information useful. And so people would find NIH Reporter. They could simply search NIH Reporter off off of the NIH homepage or even in their normal search engine. That works. That's the way I find it. So where can an applicant find this PHS assignment request form? Well, it's right there in the application package. Once you access the forms associated with the funding opportunity announcement, the PHS assignment request form will be listed with all the optional forms. Great. Okay. So when they go to the funding opportunity announcement and they either go into assist or they go and download forms or if they're even working in their own system-to-system solution, They'll find it. It's just another form component. Right. Great. Is there anything else that you'd like folks to know that you think would be useful for folks about the form? Well, I'd really like to remind people that we're going to be looking for assignment requests in this form now and not in the cover letter. It's been 
a long history of people putting those requests in the cover letter, and I know it's going to be easy for our applicants to continue doing what they've always done that has worked well in the past, but we need a shift in behavior now. We need people to put those requests in the assignment request form, and in the future we will even be able to use those requests for um, automated routing or expedited routing of an application to an assignment, and so we need to start now. Good advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Cooper. You're welcome. The PHS assignment request form can be found in the optional documents section of the application package. 